bring on our BSN guest, Mr. Triple Crown Derek. It's been a while since we've we've seen you. The you know, Oakland's opened up. You've been a busy guy, got a lot of things going on. National championship games, playoffs, uh, you know, NFL going on. Me in the mouth last week got to see the uh Detroit Lions versus the Dallas Cowboys right there in front of us. Had a lot of craziness going on, but uh, you know, we're as Cowboy fans, we're pretty happy right now, you know, being in the Number two overall seed and got the commanders this week, but more importantly, right now, let's get down to it. What did you think about the Michigan Alabama game and the Washington Texas game? Then we'll break it down. So I still think that, I mean, overall, I mean, it's easy to go back and say right now, but man, I really think Georgia's still the best team in the SEC. But I mean, you guys think if it wasn't for a fourth and what? 31 or whatever Alabama converted against, then it wouldn't even have this discussion. But, um, and I think if Georgia was in it, honestly, I think they would sweep this group. But with the, with the Michigan and Alabama game, um, I was actually watching it on my phone on the way home from the track on Monday night. And um, I'll just tell you all what I had happened. I made a bet on December 4th, whenever we did our last podcast. And, I made the bet that day, and I kind of forgot I even had it. I put $100 on 17 parlay, and I had a five of the seven done, and then I had Bama plus one and a half, and I had Washington plus four, and it was 100 bucks to win like $4,100. And I was like, you know, so I was like, I couldn't believe it whenever it was up 20 to 13. I was like, all right, this is great, minute and a half. We're going to be good. And – it's bad whenever you sit there and think if they score, please go for two. Please go for two. <laughs> you know? and I can't believe Bama let them score, you know, in that last drive. And then I can't believe that they scored so easily in overtime. Um, that was two plays, and Quorum just kind of – I mean, he just ran through them. It's almost like – I mean, and I heard this from multiple people um, that watched the game as well. I was trying to watch it on a, on a six-inch screen. Um I just don't think that – I felt like kind of that Alabama's uh, – all of their intensity and everything was there against Georgia, and it wasn't there. Like, after they beat Georgia, they, they accomplished what they were trying to do, and I feel like they let the guard down against Michigan. I just feel like Michigan wanted it a lot more, and I think that was into the game. I, I mean, I think that's what happened. It felt like they just ran through ran through um, Bama. But um, I wasn't a real big fan of the last play of the game. <laughs> I mean, you know – it, we saw it a lot with Arkansas this year as well. You know, you got your fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever. I think it was actually fourth and three on, on fourth and go. And you start at the nine-yard line with the quarterback. I know I get it. That's, that's what he's used to. But I'm like, come on, you know, let's at least give him a chance to scramble out and run a little bit. But, you know, if they would have made it, it would have everybody – they would have been the hero as well and everything would have been fine. But, but with that, I think that um, – I think that game still could have gone either way. I mean, they could have, right? I mean, look, well, watch. I mean, uh, Michigan, they went from fourth and two on their own 30. I mean, all they had to do was stop that. Would they get like a 35-yard gain or 40-yard gain out of that? Um, so so there were some big plays by both by, by Michigan to get there at the end. And so it, it's, it's going to factor into um, what I'm picking on, on the championship game. Um. So then we go to then you go to Washington and the uh, so I was kind of down at that point right because I, I thought I had, I thought I had this big bet one but so then I went and wrote it back with Washington and and I've been saying Washington you sent you embrace since I don't know week two or three 
right? I think well, they, I will say that you have been on Washington since we started this thing, buddy. Yeah. You've been on them. They, I have been. You know, I think their offense is, is incredible, and it starts with Tenix. He's just such an accurate passer. Um, the offensive line, I don't think, gets enough credit. They're giving him a lot of time. You know, he's only been sacked like 10 or 11 times. And not only that, it's not not just the offensive line. He gets the ball out quick, right? Um, so I think that that's something that, that makes him so lethal and makes them almost in every game they play. And you go look at their schedule that they weren't ran through. I mean, to beat Oregon twice, I didn't think it was going to happen. I know you all didn't think it was going to happen. But then you start going to look at these other teams they played. I feel like to get to the get to where they are now, I feel like they had a harder route. And I usually don't say that about the Pac-12. I really haven't in the past. I don't think anybody has. But I felt like the Pac-12 was a lot better this year. And um, so anyway, we are where we are. Um, and I think you know between this, the line right now is four and a half, right um, for Monday night. And I'm going with Washington. I'm going to Washington, and but there's a couple. Here we go. I'll hear about it. I'm going to hold with it, and I think here's why. But I think there's a couple scenarios, especially if whenever you're whenever you're betting, this is the way I would play it. There's one key to this whole thing, right? And that is, um, Dylan Johnson needs to play, and they're saying he's going to play. That's the running back, right? He didn't get enough credit. I mean, that guy ran for 12, 11, 1200 yards this year, 16 touchdowns, and he was – I watched a lot of Washington games late, you know, because it would be like the last leg and a lot of my parlays and stuff like that. And like you said, I've, I've been on them from, from the get-go. And he was the he was the change of pace that, yeah, that uh, Penix could throw it. He's got three receivers in, Odunze, Polk, and uh, McMillan that are incredible. I mean, all three of them are next-level receivers, especially Odunze. And um, – but – they would he would spread it out and then and then he would pop one right or he'd get in there and he I guess my point is he keeps the defense line and the linebackers and the safety he keeps them honest and without him I just don't know because I looked at their at their depth chart their next guy he's he's already I think transferring out and then there's another guy that's been in there and he, I mean there's not really a proven guy after him so but if Dylan if Dylan Johnson is healthy if he plays. But he's got a bad foot. And today they said he's playing. I've got a bet if he plays. <laughs> and then if he doesn't play, I've got another bet. Right. Um, so I think he's the key. And then obviously, can they keep um, Penix off the ground? Because I think if Penix, if you give him enough time with those weapons that he has, he's going to find the open receiver and he's accurate enough. He's going to make good plays. So that's my, that's my key to the game, really, is, is, is Johnson playing and keeping Penix off his back, they're going to score on Washington. They're going to score. We know that. I mean, it's going to be a track meet. Um, but as I was running through some of these numbers, and I got some here I'll, I'll share with you guys, um, I was a little shocked with the little amount of passing offense that Michigan has done, right? Michigan's going to run the ball, obviously. But you also got to look at their season, and I start thinking, well, is that, is that a reflection of the team or is that a reflection of the game situations they're in? Hell, they were playing Iowa who can't score, and they were playing, you know, these teams that they were up 24 to nothing at half, and so they do run the ball a lot. They didn't need to pass it. So I think they played Penn State, didn't run it in the whole second half. I mean, they ran it every play, did not throw a pass in the second half against those guys. Just so, so exactly. So this is the way I play. This is the way I see it. 
playing out. Dylan Johnson plays. If he's healthy, he can actually play the game and not just be a decoy because if decoy, I don't think that's – it's not going to be as effective for, for Washington's offense. I really think that um, – I think that Michigan's going to have a hard problem, hard time scoring with Washington. And I know you go look at their scores and be like, Derek, they scored 49 points, they scored 41 points. They were playing nobody. They were actually playing nobody, and they were just running the ball down their throat. I mean, the quorum guy, I mean, I, I don't know how many touchdowns he ended up with, like 25 touchdowns on the year. It was ridiculous. I mean, you're talking the Danny Thomason numbers. Um, but but <clears throat> my point with that is I don't think that – I think if they start getting tested on the pass game, I don't think J.J. McCarthy is, will, will keep up. I know he's a good quarterback and all that, but I think that Penix and that, and that offense is proven. So if so, my my thing is if, if Penix and them score, they're going to win the game. I mean, they're going out, to outrun them. And, um, but he's got to keep stay off his back, you know, no sacks. They only had 11 all year. And then um, Dylan Johnson needs to play because the receivers are going to do their thing. Um, I think you, they can get the ball to Odunze almost any time they want. You know, and that's that's some, that's whenever I'm looking at these bets, I'm going to go through some props here in a little bit, and I move the lines. I'm not taking what everybody's picking. But when I move these lines, uh, part of that is, is I think they're going to try to sh- shut Odunze down, but what's going to do is going to open up Polk and McMillan. A lot of people don't realize that McMillan, he only played eight games this year, and he is their slot receiver, and, and – Whenever Penix is in trouble, which he's going to be, right? I mean, they're going to be – he's going to be going through his through his reads, one, two, and then, you know, looking for that third. He's going to know where McMillan is, so McMillan's going to get the over on, on the yards, right? So, what I've got for you guys, I've got two two plays here. Like I said, one with Dylan Johnson playing. It's a big play. It's eight. It's Nate Lager, right? I know it's a lot, but I'm, I'm buying them down to get good odds or to get lower um, – lower, easier to hit, but you'll – with a, a good payout. And then I'm going back to a three-leg parlay, uh, assuming that Dylan Johnson plays and healthy. And it's kind of like whatever you want to do there. And you can take these plays, and if you think that Michigan's going to win, flip-flop it, right? I mean, it's not a big deal because the odds stay the same, right? So the first one I've got is um, the big play. And this is the one where um, – just based on the flow of the game, I try to figure out how the flow of the game is going to go, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but I think that Washington's going to outrun them, and I don't think Washington will let off the gas. But um, to start it out, I'm going to take Penix Jr. over 250 yards passing. Um, I went and looked at every game that he's played in, and he only did not do it twice. And there were games, one against Washington State and one was against Arizona. And he struggled in that game, and he didn't have all of his receivers. Um, might ask, what has he done other than that? I mean, usually it's 350 to 400. They average as a team 350. He averages 350. If you go on the defensive side, Michigan, they only give up 150. Okay. But then again, they ain't playing, though, but they ain't playing Phoenix Jr., right? And so you're talking about they're going to go play this best team, this best, this team that has three of the best receivers in college football and then him. Um, 250 is going to be an easy hit, even if they get behind and it doesn't come out the way that we think. And even if Washington doesn't win, he's going to be thrown from behind. So I think it's a win-win bet there. Um, then I'm going to back it up with all three receivers, okay? And with all three receivers, I'm going and I'm playing the min- the minimum amount of yards that, that you can hit with them. So that's McMillan, Odunze, and Polk. 
McMillan's yards are 39 and a half. Go over. He's going to go over that. On Doomsday is 69 and a half. He's going to do that on about four catches because he's going to get about a 30 or 40 yarder. Um, because he can go up over top of people and, he, and they and they'll they'll test them. And then Polk is 39 and a half. So so Penix Jr., 250 plus. McMillan, 39 and a half. Odunze, 69 and a half. Pope, 39 and a half. Okay. Um then you go to the other side of the ball with Michigan. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run the ball on Washington. And they're gonna gas him. They're going to gas them for 15 yards, 20 yards. You're going to see you're going to see uh, Pennick score, and the next thing you know on the next drive, it's going to be three plays, and they're going to be in, on the 20 in the red zone, right? And it's going to be those gases, and it's going to be Corum. I, I think he's going to be over 89 and a half rushing yards. Um, that's the line. Um, so Pennix, the three receivers, and Corum, who's their playmaker? I mean, it'd be easy to sit there and say, yeah, Worms will go score a touchdown. I don't like playing that game, right? I just don't like doing it. Um, they're harder to do. I'd rather count on them getting their yards. Um, and then all that with Washington plus 11. All right? And so I'm moving the line from four and a half to 11. A lot of times, I'll pick, you know, you can sit there and you go to 10. But if you, if you look on, especially Oakland.com or Oakland Sports, and you move that to that plus 11, what ends up happening there is you go from – Minus 220 to minus 286 versus 10 and 11. I don't know how many times I've seen the game come down to where, you know, um, you, you have 10 or 10 and a half points, you think you're safe, and then and then somebody goes for two, and next thing you just get screwed up. So 11 is a safe, a safe number there. Um, all that is plus eight. Well, I'm sorry, one more. Phoenix Jr. over one and a half touchdown. They're going to win. He's going to throw over one and a half touchdowns. Right, and so um, I missed that one. Um, they he did that one last week. I hit that one with him. He threw four hundred fifty yards, but all that you get nine to one odds. Okay, so pretty good bet there. I mean, and what you're counting on is game flow. And if if you don't like that bet and you and you want to play it a different way, and y'all think and somebody thinks you want to shut down Pennix Junior, good luck. But if you if somebody thinks that, then then you can play the unders, right? And you can go and you go the opposite end. Like I think Odunze's. Upper limit's 120. We had 128 last week, right? And so I try to play the high, the highs and lows. And I mean, me personally, when I'm gambling a lot of these games, I don't like to bet the under, but I like cheering for scoring, right? I mean, and and that's part of it, you know. Especially I like seeing action. Um, but that game, but that right there, those eight bets are uh, plus 850 or, or plus 900, and and they're moving right now a lot. Um, so that's the big one, okay. If they come out and they say Dylan Johnson um, is 100%, then this is where I'm rolling. I'm rolling Washington money line. That gives me a really good number right out of the gate. It's like plus 150 to 160. And then I'm going McMillan over 50. I'm bumping him up a little bit more, but he, you know, you're getting better odds there. And then I'm going Boldunze over 100 yards. I think if, if they're going to do that, he's going to, he's going to um, have a big game. I mean, he's had a couple 200-yard games, 180-yard games, 150-yard games. I think he's had 15 touchdowns this year. He's he's his he's his guy. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna watch this guy play in, um, on Sundays for sure, as we've been talking about. But those three right there alone: so Washington money line, McMillan over 50, and Odunze over 100 or 99 and a half is seven to one by themselves, right? And so that's pretty good payback there. 
if you like Washington. If you don't like Washington, then you can throw in Michigan, right? Well, it's an equal opportunity situation here. I mean, it, it is. It is. But, but hey, I would be I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world if I came on here and I said I said, "Hey, Michigan's going to win this game," because I really don't think that they should. Because I don't think they should have got past Bama. I think Bama wasn't Bama, and I think Bama played excellent against Georgia, right? And then I also start looking at this. I was excited going into the Bama game. I mean, and because you start looking at SEC, well. Uh, SEC versus Big Ten, right? And as I was going through there, I thought Bama should have beat them. And, you know, um, who did we have? We had Missouri played. Um, State. Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Beat them pretty uh, – it was an ugly game. Don't get me wrong. A good defensive game back and forth. Quarterbacks didn't do much there. But Missouri beat them. Then you had um, uh, Ole Miss come and play Penn State. These are arguably the next, the two best teams in the conference, right? I mean, you know, behind behind Michigan, and and uh, Ole Miss handled them. I mean, really did. I mean, they were getting points for, and that was the easiest bet all weekend. They were getting points, and they ended up winning by I think, I think they ended up winning by like eleven, but it was like a three touchdown game for the most of the second half. And so going into the next game, I was sitting there thinking, man, Bama. I mean, it's look at because you looked at the Michigan and the Ohio State game, it would came down to one play. Right, and there was an interception in the end zone, and that was the end of that play. And um, so, I really think the SEC was misrepresented in, in in that play in that playoff game. I think Georgia would have really done the job, but but I think that Alabama should have won that game. And they, I mean, they were up with a minute and a half, guys. <laughs> so I think that um, Washington's going to outscore them, and. Um, well, I think we'll have a little bit of a track meet and then to a point to where Michigan will quit scoring um, because they're going to try to run the ball. I may be completely wrong, but I don't think so. I think this – I've watched enough Michigan ball – I mean, enough Washington ball. I know what they're going to do. And they're going to put up 30s, if not 40s, on, on uh, in this game. And a lot of people think opposite of that, but they're going to. A lot of people do. You know, that's the guys on TV. Of course, you know, they're going to push Michigan a little bit. But you have been on Washington, and our show, you know, we've watched Oregon all year long. Kind of, I kind of got on that wagon and really rode as much as possible. And then, and like you said, you were been on Washington all the way. And in the part that people don't understand, they're looking at the Texas game. That's the way they play all year long. They won all those one score games. And this is another thing, just to keep, you know, do I think Michigan's got the best players? I don't think there's any question about that, but. Yeah. But here's here's something's interesting. What's the first series of the Alabama game? What, what's what's Michigan do on the first play? They throw an interception. They Harbaugh's teams get nervous. Okay, yeah. so the closer it is, and they got just watch how that plays out because Washington yeah. has been there in those one score games, and just my philosophy on some things. Michigan's got to kind of blow it out. Or if it's close, it could go either way. But I, I, do. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, and that's where I think that they're, they're – I don't know even if they get in a tight game. I mean, this game this weekend was a low-scoring game, 20-13 to 13 going into the, to the, to, to overtime. But I, they're not going to hold They're not going to hold Washington down like that. And I, I really think that uh, – I really think to your point, unless they've got that commanding lead, which they've had all the year long, then whenever they have to start mixing in the pass and and trying to actually move the ball down the field, 
it's not going to work, right? And um, enough to keep up with with Washington. Uh, I, I really think Washington has seen a lot more passing <laughs> and a lot better passing teams in Oregon and USC and Oregon State and, you know, these teams out of the Pac-12. I think they're more prepared for it. Now, are there linebackers you're going to run through them? Yeah, you're going to, right? And we all know what this will probably come down to is turnovers. Somewhere just along the line, it's like, damn it, that turnover is what ended up going to, you know, going to make the decision in the game. But but I'm with you. I think that if you put Michigan under pressure, we haven't really seen it yet until that Bama game. That was the first time that they've had any type of adversity all year. I mean, I, you got to give Penix and that and Washington team a lot of credit. Look, I mean, to beat Oregon twice on literally where it comes down to the last possession, right? Um, I mean, who say Oregon shouldn't have been in the top four, right? If we would have had this 18 playoff, they may have came in here and, and and swept the whole thing. So um, that's what I'm rolling with. Uh, you know, two good plays there. I really think that. Um, I'm sure I'll find a few other spot plays. Um, but I really love doing these props. And um, as long as everybody stays healthy on the field. I wanted to put Dylan Johnson in there somewhere, but didn't know if he's healthy. Not only that, they don't even have props up for him yet, just in case you want to bet. Because they don't know. Like today they're saying expected. Um, but – yeah, it's a risk. You could go out there first play and hurt his foot too. So, but um, but I think uh, I think we're you know there was a couple things I wanted to point out. Um, uh, Washington's given up eleven sacks. The uh, Michigan's given up nineteen. Michigan's defense only allows one hundred fifty yards passing. Um, Washington. Believe it or not, only allows 250. And it, that doesn't sound, that sounds like a lot, but it's not in their conference, right? And especially as fast the pace as they play. Um, Wash, or, uh, Michigan's pass defense, they give up 220 yards. And he's going to smoke that. He's going to smoke it <laughs> because he's got too many weapons. And, um, and, they're, I looked at kickers. I was trying to figure out, okay, there's some one guy that's just terrible and one guy's actually good, and that's going to be a part of the factor in the game. One 16 for 20 and one 16 for 19. I think there's the even playing field there, right? You look at third down percentage, uh, Washington's 47, uh, Michigan's 44. Um, one thing that stuck out was just that run versus pass, right? Yeah. And so if Michigan can get in and get a two-touchdown lead, they're going to need more than that, I think. But if they can somehow jump on them, that's the only way I think that Michigan can beat Washington. Well, I think it's going to be a great game. And, you know, like I said, we've had the, the committee got it right this year a little bit. You know, with Georgia, you're going to have some of that. But, right. you know, two great games. I think we're going to have one, you know, Monday night, no doubt. Well, Derek, hey, man, we appreciate it. We'll get you back on here. Got the Oakland running and getting ready for a little NFL playoffs. And, yeah. Uh, once again, boys, we're number one in the NFC East. Just throwing it out there right now. <laughs> throwing it out there. And hey. was, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of people that have a lot to say about that on that. Oh, there is. There, you man, know. There, there's a lot of people. You know, or, you know, we had Dan Skipper on, but, you know, he's a big fan <laughs> of the show. You know, we'll have to talk to him about it. But, you know, at the end of the yeah. day, you know, it is what it is, guys. It just is what well, it is. I'll say this. Philly's felt it. I mean, they have folded and they have folded bad, right? And um, I tell you, they couldn't have. Couldn't. Couldn't. I, 
I still think NFC. I think NFC. It's it's San Francisco. As long as McCaffrey is not hurt too bad, you know, he hurt his, he strained his calf. And then on the AFC side, I tell you, a team, I think you got to watch out for. We talked about early in the year as well. They they played like crap throughout the year. Their their entire defense got hurt. Obviously, everybody's talking, thinking about the Ravens, right? Chiefs doesn't have it in regards to the receiver. They don't have it. I think Kelsey's finally done. Right. Well, so I'm not done, but he is he's down a level. He's got billions on billionaire money on his mind over here. But um is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are gonna start, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Dolphins this week, went out their division. And you watch, they're gonna come in and they're gonna play pretty good throughout the playoffs. And if they can get by the Ravens, I think it could be the Bills versus the Niners. Um, but I think they've got to get by the Ravens. Um and then one team nobody even talks about. How good is C.J. Stroud going to be in the future, guys? I mean, he's going to be one of our next-level quarterbacks. He's only 22 years old. I didn't know that. Um, but he's incredible. I mean, he he makes that team actually go down there in Houston. So, he, you know, they missed him for two or three games there. But it's going to be fun. Look forward to it. Um, look forward to doing our next show. Well, we'll look forward to it, too, because it'll be playoff time, and that's when it gets good, boys. That's when yeah. it gets good. <laughs> Well, Trevor Graham, Derek, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'll have you on uh, next week. Get get ready for NFL playoffs, but looking forward to this game Monday night. Thanks for coming All right. on. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. See you. See you, buddy.